Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to episode 20 motherfucking 2 of the Caged In Podcast. I am your host, Petros Patsyllabus, and this week I'm going to be joined by a guest who is Joe Mel of Those Movie Guys Podcast. I'm going to keep this intro nice and short because me and Joe talk for fucking ages, but it's a good one, guys. A um, little bit of a tiny story of the day I recorded this, um, so... I've just spent the weekend away in Wiltshire Festival, um, and we were leaving Thursday morning, so I had to get tons of shit ready, I had to pack and stuff like that, and um, yeah, the day before I had, well, the the day before I recorded this podcast, I had booked in a tattoo, um, halfway through the tattoo, my tattoo artist had felt sick so she was like uh can we finish this tomorrow full well knowing i had the podcast record i was like yeah don't want half half tatty of course we can finish it tomorrow um so i had work from five till two had to come home shower get some shit ready watch the film um i totally fucking messed up Obviously, got the tattoo. I totally fucking messed up the time of when we were supposed to be recording the podcast. It's supposed to be at, well, six o'clock Joe's time. I thought was ten o'clock. Oh, GMT, like English English money. Um, it wasn't. It was eleven o'clock. So, yeah, I did this on crazy amounts. Like, being up for hours and hours. Um, but it's, it's so fucking fun. Uh, this film is mental. Uh, can't Yeah, just can't wait for you guys to hear it. Uh, if this is your first time listening, what the fuck have you been doing for 21 episodes? <laughs> um, yeah, a couple of rules followed. Joe followed them perfectly. And any any future guests I have, if they haven't seen the film... I always try and get them to follow these rules because it makes the podcast so much more fun. But those two rules are no distractions. So turn off my phone, turn off laptops, whatever. Just literally me and the film. And the other rule I have for myself is no expectations. So going into these films, I go in with no 
preconceived notions of what is going to happen or what I'm to expect in any way, plot-wise, ratings-wise. Ratings, I leave right until the end. Once my opinions have been made, I see what the World Wide Web has to say about these films. So, um, yeah, let's just get on with the podcast, roll the theme music, and then you'll just hear me and Joe have a lovely chat about Trapped in Paradise. Feels like I've been awake for days Watching films starring Nicolas Cage Could be shit or it could be fun Valley Girl face off an army of one Deadpool Cornell, Lord of War The Wicker Man trespassing so many more Know how it starts, I don't know how it ends The first ten are solo, then it's me and some friends No distractions, no expectations Over the weeks, hear my frustrations I guess the podcast is about to begin I'm your host Petra Plasilevis and I'm caged in Today I am joined by Juggalo Joe Mel as I am... uh... (laughs) Brandon M from Those Movie Guys podcast. How are you, Jay? I am doing wonderful. I am uh, thrilled to be on the show, man. Uh, yes, Phil. Phil pulled that little bit of my history yeah. out of me. That that piece that's buried many many years ago. But it's uh, it was a good time in life. I'm good, man. How are you? I'm I'm yeah. I'm very well. Um, I'm entrenched in Nicolas Cage at the moment. Um, I actually act to re-record an episode yesterday because i lost the audio files which was fucking shit um that uh that is always uh, a fear of mine when you when you are recording and you go i've had it happen before you go to pull something off the flash drive or the 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 sd card whatever the case may be and there's nothing there i actually listened to your episode today and i feel your struggle yeah it was um I don't know. I I feel like I feel like that episode probably the second time round went better because I had uh, more concise. I could like make my points a bit more concise because I'd already talked about it for an hour. So, but <laughs> I don't really want to do that with every episode. Kind of have to do like a dry it's, run. Uh, I, I I couldn't imagine honestly when I when when you and I first started chatting and I. I learned what you were doing. I imagined Dante standing at the gates of the Inferno. <laughs> just uh, abandon all hope, ye who enter here, because this is an amazing undertaking that you are on, and uh, all the kudos in the world to you, because you're, you're a brave man Thank for, you. yeah, for doing this. I'm not the only one who's doing it. I actually have plans to um, chat to a few of the guys who, like, there's other podcasts that do it, but, like, a lot of them are fans, and, like, I'm kind of just coming at it as almost like a social experiment to see <laughs> what Lord it would do to a man's sanity <laughs> to like subject himself to this. Right. Um, Beautiful. But yeah, today we're going to be talking about Trapped in Paradise from 1994. Um, had you ever seen this film before, uh, Jay? I had never even heard of this film, let alone seen this film. <laughs> I didn't know it existed uh, and and after listening to your show now for the past twenty twenty one episodes, there's a lot of Nicolas Cage I don't know about in the world. Yeah, uh, there's, but some this... real, there's some real gems as well. There's some <laughs> I have like 
watched and I've been like, wow, why have I never heard of this? Like, Red Rock West. Fucking There's so many. I've been making a list as you've been going through. Like, I got to see this shit. Yeah, I got to yeah, see yeah. that shit. I got to, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, but I'm, this I'm, is like, one, no. I, I'm completely blind I went into it. And uh, when you approached me about it and said, hey, we talked a while ago and said, okay, let's do this one. I was kind of excited that it was one I had never heard of never seen anything about never talked about it was uh it was kind of cool to see a movie for the first time uh brand new yeah like, especially one that's in, 94 like, i always try and go in with obviously not knowing anything about them if i can so like um it's probably not always the best idea but like i don't read anything about them so like i just yeah I don't look at, as I say, I say in the podcast all the time, I don't look at the scores or, like, read any reviews. Because I was, I don't know, I feel like that's something in just general film. Like, people don't have, because there's so many trailers out there and stuff like that. And, like, everyone's, like, right. as soon as a film is in production, everyone's talking about it. I don't know, like, is that almost that, that air of mystery I mean, we, is gone in it? Do you know what I mean? Like... We talked about this on the show last night. Uh, we were talking about now we have teasers for the release of a trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, they yeah. give you oh, a week in advance. They're saying, get ready. Next week, the biggest fucking thing you can ever imagine is about to happen. And they give you a trailer. And we're, we we do live in this culture that is so oversaturated yeah, I saw, with um, information. I saw something last night and I was like, like I really liked Ant-Man. And then I saw like it like... It was billed as like an Ant-Man trailer, but it was just a trailer to say that the Ant-Man and Wasp <laughs> film had gone into production. And I was right. like, like <laughs> what, what, how, how far back are we going to go? Like, it's going to be like a trailer. Someone has had an idea to potentially <laughs> put pen to paper for a sequel. Come on, God. just it's a man, just a man sitting years. in a cabin, just sitting in a cabin, holding his head like this man had an idea. Yeah. <laughs> Next year, Ant Man Four. Um, uh, you're right, though, man. It, and this is cool because it, it, this comes from an age before the internet, so there's people aren't talking about a lot of the films that you're you're watching and bringing to the table, which is fun. It's fun to. To feel that excitement uh, surrounding a movie and, you know, all the shit that you... I love it, man. I love your show. <laughs> Huge you. fan. Yeah. So happy to be here. I'm, um, but this was... It was cool. It was a really cool experience. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Should we should we get into this? Should we, like, <laughs> tell Let's people do it. <laughs> what happens? Um, I don't know. Yeah. When you are... Oh, man. And I... I what do you call it? You're, you're raging with Cage. And you're, yeah, yeah. you're, you're caged, man. You were... You really do get caged in with this shit, but uh, I'll let you do the honors. This is your show, so please, yeah, uh, you um, can you can kick this thing off. Cool. So um, we start off like almost like a snow globe introduction of like a picturesque uh, thing, and it kind of pans out onto New York City, and like you always get like um, a dreamlike, I don't know, like scene of like a, a wallet being kick- it, it, kicked around. Right, it almost, um, you know, it opened, like you said, it was a, a snow globe or like a Christmas village you would yeah, see yeah, in yeah. a toy store. And then, yeah, this wallet's getting kicked around in almost a vaudevillian way. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. comedic in the way. There's no way in hell somebody kicks a wallet, like, you would have to put your foot under on that stair to flip the wallet the way that it well, went yeah, up. I was thinking, like, is this some ridiculous, elaborate plan? Like, all <laughs> right. these people in, like, I don't know, I thought maybe Cage... Because it eventually ends up in Cage's hands, and like, um, 
I thought, like, is he, like, the world's greatest, like, trickster? And, like, <laughs> he's figured out in some Sherlock-style way the trajectory of all these people walking. It will end up It, it did almost, you know, you say Sherlock, and I think of Robert Downey Jr. and the shit with uh, the guy Richie did, where yeah, he would yeah. see the sequences of events. <laughs> like, this will happen, then this will happen, yeah, then yeah, this will yeah. happen. Um, yeah, that wallet kick went on for a long time. Yeah, and the, uh, Cage <laughs> picks it up and, like, toys with the idea of, stealing was it eight hundred dollars i think he's like very precise about how much is in there um yeah and then um i don't know yeah he goes to a confession booth (laughs) and tells and the the, priest which is weird that the priest knew him but he said he hadn't been there in five years yeah yeah. (laughs) he knew him by his voice you haven't been here in five years but i know you uh, so we see Cage on the on the. Uh, we learn very quickly that he's a man uh, divided. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. You know, two lives and. Uh, but yeah, I, I did write down who who carries eight hundred dollars cash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> who carries it's it? Christmas, no like, like maybe getting some presents, but like I don't know. I, yeah, I totally. And it. Yeah. In this first like twenty minutes, everything seems to be. You don't know how close it is to Christmas because the turnaround of events is fucking ridiculous because right. in the confession booth, he finds out that um, his two brothers are going to get uh, early parole potentially because of some weird loophole that is obviously... Or overpopulation. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah. overpopulation. Yeah, yeah. Overpopulation of the prison system. Um, and <laughs> so his two brothers, Dave and Alvin, uh, you've got John Lovitz and Dana Carvey. Yeah. Which... <laughs> Caught me completely off guard. My, uh, I was like, wait. My girlfriend walked in halfway through and was like, none of them, none of them look alike. Like, they do no. not look like brothers. Like, <laughs> not even remotely close. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, oh. so these two are, are on the brink of getting released due to overpopulation. And uh, I think Cage kicks the door in to the confessional or rips it open and grabs the, uh, the paper, the newspaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah where, yes. Where his, uh, the priest like is more concerned with a crossword than he is with actually right. like the con- the the sins of the masses. Like, yeah, I don't remember because he asked him for a word. Like, how do you spell that? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, how do you how do you spell that one? Oh, that that might be um, twelve down. I just quickly <laughs> jot that one in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So on my notes, I've got obviously it, we then get a scene of the parole hearing of the two brothers. Holy shit! Uh, and we get we get to see Dana Carvey doing the weirdest fucking thing with a jawbreaker. I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's fucking weird, man. Um, and we realize quickly that these two are idiots. Yeah, uh, yeah. That is, very unintelligent. That, that, that is exactly what I've beings. got in my note. Like, just a pair of idiots. Like, and and you're right. How these three uh, ended up together i'll have no idea and then the court releases them into his custody yeah like, I say, uh, <laughs> my mind was blown when like i because i thought with that parole hearing like surely they thought that they, they don't belong in prison they belong in a mental institute because they are fucking crazy like right. <laughs> you've obviously this got yeah, be... dana carvey doing his crazy shit with a jawbreaker and then um is it John Lovitz? Lovitz. 
Yeah. It's just talking about like reptiles and stuff like that. And just it, having a le- reptile brother. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so like, real weird shit that you have no, no idea what he's going on about. I think they just like, just they confuse them into letting them out. Like that's what I gathered from it. It's like, the parole board were like, I'm just so fucking confused. These guys. Are just I, I wash my hands of it. Yeah, I'm yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. done. Like, <laughs> go out into the world. Uh, and Dana Carvey somehow. So we we learn quickly that Dana Carvey's a, a kleptomaniac. Yeah, yeah. S- steals everything and somehow steals the the necklace or the the brooch or whatever it yeah, was yeah, off like the one tie of the pin. Bro- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, off B- one of these dudes. Bill's there to pick them up, like when they get out of prison and. Straight away, like I've I've written down like there was a line that just stood out to me when they're talking about ring dings and uh, <laughs> cage. I like, think I wrote. He says like I think I- just just the cadences in his voice in this film, like his accent just goes, just takes a left turn somewhere. It's else. never consistent. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. never consistent. And he says a line like "We'll film. get balloons on a puppet show" or something like that. Like, that was the first thing I had written down. So I wrote down a list of cage quotes. And he's like, "You want the puppet show and the ring dings?" <laughs> As they're all in this piece of shit car together. But yeah, and, and speaking of the dialect and the voices, uh, Dana Carvey's uh, voice throughout the film. I don't know where he was supposed to be from. Uh, yeah, or like. I think there is a big issue in this film with people with like mental handicaps, like the the portrayal, like he's obviously like his character almost seems borderline. And they were, they were very liberal with the term retarded. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And just that, yeah, like the portrayal of like, as I said, like mentally handicapped people is like, hey, they're funny. They're funny. Let's stick them in. Like... Right, it's it's normal. Just uh, <laughs> let him go about his day. But yeah, Cage is for, um, he is Nicholas Cage. Uh, you have these these bursts, these star bursts of moments yeah, yeah, yeah. where he just cages it up. Uh, he 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 is growing at this time into be. It's so weird, such a weird dude uh, throughout the course of this film. So they're all in this car together. Um. Cage kind of uh, expresses to them like I'm giving up this this life of crime. John Lovitz is a piece of shit. He, I, uh, I, I just every time I see him, I think of um, the one scene he's in in the Wedding Singer, and I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, what's the line? He's just got that amazing line. He's like, um, he's losing his mind, and I'm reaping all the benefits, <laughs> and like just the and- curtain coming across. He's he's the schemer of the three. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and we're introduced. Uh, so Florence Stanley, who played Edna, uh, their mother, was one of my favorite characters in the film. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but before they go home, there's the amazing scene um, where they go to like a convenience store. How to get the ring ding. Yeah, yeah. And straight <laughs> yeah, away, yeah. it's like not out of like prison. Five minutes, they're back to their old ways. Like Dana Carvey's, like got his hands in the till, just loading up his coat full of money, like anything in sight. Like they make a like they make a run for it, and then probably one of the most genius moves I've ever seen, where uh, Cage pretends to be well, Bill, as his character's name is, pretends to yeah. be a cop, 
and we just like from a uh, different city. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm from, I'm, I'm from the like, I'm from like a different area. Right. <laughs> and he says, to and the I've been chasing these guys. Go get your car, rookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, like, go get your shit. I've got the mayor up my ass because of you guys. Like, stop jacking off and get the car. <laughs> Bag these two up. Like, it's amazing. And Dana Carvey's so weird about stealing all that money, though. He, he, and where were the the person running the till or whoever owns the store was nowhere to be found. Yeah, they kind they kind he, of come out the stockroom <laughs> out the back, don't right? They? Just kind of like oh, what's like these. Got- and you can see right through the window. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dana Carvey. These two, these three guys, though, seem to have like the best luck in the world, or they are like in a world populated by morons. Because absolutely. At, 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 any turn things can go in their favor it will even though like you shouldn't like these guys i thought like even from these early stages like i should not be rooting for these like scumbags basically but in a way you you are it's yeah, yeah, yeah. uh and even after the um there's a great scene right after the the stuff with the um the store where they're they're out in the car together and Lovitz is standing outside the car and Cage is ta- or Bill's talking to him and he's like he does he gives this crazy face and is this one of your elaborate schemes? <laughs> I know it's <laughs> he's just a fucking maniac. They're all all so unique uh, and 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 no way brothers. Yeah, um, they go. So home. they get. Oh, sorry. They yeah. go home. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. go no, home. Go ahead. And like um, there was. The the mum's giving them cream corn, which um, Dana Carvey, yeah, Elvin, uh, Elvin was Dana yeah, Carvey's yeah, yeah. character. Um, I'd like the thing is like I had to write in my notes every time I see cream corn, I just can't help but think of Twin Peaks. Like it seems to be, <laughs> it seems to be a weird thing about this podcast. I seem to make loads of Seinfeld references and mention Twin Peaks, which obviously. This film will some... be another reference to that right. because Magic yeah. Mick is in this film. Who is who is amazing as Shelley in Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um But yeah, they um they kind of dupe the mum with a letter from their supposed like friend who lives in Pennsylvania who can't who is sick and his daughter won't come oh no. Yeah, the friend's daughter yeah, lives in right. Pennsylvania yeah. and they want to they want to go visit. So this her. was a guy they knew in prison, and and it was great, John Lovett. So when he first gives Nick Cage or Bill the letter, he throws the shit out the window, and he's like, "Don't worry, I've got another one. Like, I, I transcribed it for you." Because he knows uh, he, he knows how much like he he knows how I don't know how down he is on their schemes and their plots. He's like, "I've got a backup plan, right? Um, I've, I've got it all figured out." Yeah. Uh, and the, the Florence Stanley, though, I, I couldn't put it together for the longest time. And I was like, who is she? Who is she? And I tried my best while I was watching this movie to follow your rules. I put my phone down, um, paid full attention to it. And I was like, I know that voice. I know that voice. And she played the uh, grandma Ethel in The Dinosaurs, the Jim Henson. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was like, that's the voice. That's <laughs> who she is. Uh, but she was wonderful. So and and she's crying with the letter in her hands, like you gotta go yeah. and do this. It's, it's so important. Yeah, um, uh, I, I wrote down a note as well that the the the, the family is almost like a um, a toned down version of the Fratellis from the Goonies. 
Like, because you've kind of got Oh, the, shit, yes! You've got, like, the brother... Obviously, like, Dana Carvey's character would be their sloth, but, like, no, right. like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, a, like not, yeah. not physically handicapped, just a bit, like, kind of... He's, he's, he's on the autistic spectrum, definitely. He's but, different. Like, yeah, he's different. And then you've got, like, the kind of, yeah... Um, dim, like yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of it kind of had that vibe. It's something about like her kind of. She's kind of proud she, of them, but at the same time, like yeah, she's like she she almost like if she was younger, she would be in on the scams as well. Like I kind right. of that vibe. And from she her. she made it pretty clear. She you know she said I loved it when we had all the VCRs and <laughs> yeah. flat screen TVs. And he's like, Ma, you know all that shit was stolen, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All the people, I, I, all the people they belong to, probably loved them as well. Like, right? <laughs> that was a good line. Um, um, yeah. So they, uh, so at home, this letter um, and Cage is out. Bill's out. He's yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he's like, yeah, I'm not. I don't want any part of this. Um, and then Dave uh, Frippo, uh, the John Lovitz character, comes up with another scheme. Got to keep scheming them to get him down there. Um, and really an elaborate, there's, you couldn't get away with that shit the way they did in 94. There's a sniper on the roof. Like, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't, and it's like, it's just amazing coincidences. Cause as they like, kind of, they turn up to his work and say like, uh, the, they found your wallet, like at the crime scene, uh, at the convenience store earlier. We got to get out. We got to get out of town. And like, there's sirens going. It's like. Have they got a couple of cops on the payroll? Like, how are they? How, right. How, like, I don't know. Does he work? He, he seems to look like he works in a really fancy restaurant, but is it really in a rough neighborhood or something like that? Is it happens to be sirens going off? Like, and and the fact that Dave just starts eating the bread off people's plates yeah. for no reason. Yeah, it's kind of a bit really? like um, uh, John Belushi in uh, Blues Brothers. You know the scene yes. in the restaurant. Like, yes. Kind of like. Absolutely, scumbag brother who just like yeah eat off of other people's like tables and, and not think like. twice about it. <laughs> yeah. So this this sets them on the road. Uh, I believe I would assume where the title comes from uh, sets them on the road to paradise. Yeah, at, which after is these paradise, Pennsylvania. Is, it, I haven't I haven't looked. I'm not sure if it is a real place or. Um, I, I I don't know. I know we've got a Paradise, Michigan, so there's a very good chance there could be okay. a Paradise, Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. Um, Who knows? It looks like a type of and like when they arrive. Um, yeah, it looks like a type of place. I possibly, I don't know. It looks quite nice. It's mm-hmm. like I don't know. Um, everyone... Well, they almost hit a, as soon as they get to town, they almost hit a horse. Yeah, and <laughs> they almost hit a mountie. Uh, and you learn very quickly that this town is populated with what might be the nicest fucking human beings on the planet. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So- yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like the town almost had like a Twin Peaks vibe to me because it was like just so sur- like it was so surreal that everybody like they must have some dark shady shit going on. Do you know what I mean? Like. Because something ha- behind the scenes because yes, it's too yes. perfect no one yeah. could be this nice like you've kind of got the um dimwit pleasantville or yeah you have the the barney fifes of the world yeah yeah the, well, uh, you've got the dimwitted like uh deputy who's uh just the sheriff's son and like they're very quick to say like don't worry about him He's a retard, like kind of thing. Right. Like, <laughs> Again, they they really do throw the yeah, word yeah. retard around. Like. And they're like, 
it was probably his fault. Like you guys did nothing wrong. Like if you startled the horse, it's his fault. He's like he's not got two brain cells to rub together. And, and the weird thing is, is that Dana Carvey's trying to explain himself. Alvin's trying to explain, like, oh, he just ran right out in front of me, <laughs> like being, being real weird and shit. Like, they're both of those characters were on the same level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the guy, <laughs> yeah. Um, they were they were right there with one another. Um, and uh, so let's see. Bill asks the sheriff. He says, like, oh, do you know Sarah um, Collins? This, is it is it Collins at this point or it's no it's oh no it wasn't Collins yet yeah it was a different I, surname and he says like say Gamboni like just because a dad's a cr- right. crime boss apparently um yeah it's, <laughs> do you know Sarah Gamboni and the sheriff like no but we got Sarah Collins she works at the bank and then like the court like the penny drops when Cage realize realizes oh we're not here. To right. visit a daughter, we're here to have a little look inside the bank of paradise. Yes, and he. Um, so they they do take that uh, that trip into the bank together, and his. So again, one. It seemed like the the whole town was populated with geriatrics. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> there's three or four people under sixty. In this in, yeah, in this yeah, yeah. entire town, <laughs> with um, and, yeah, you've kind of got this old guy who's the security guard, and I've just no, I've got noted down that like uh, there's just a scene of uh, Nicholas Cage like flicking his earlobe just to like see if right. he's alive, and um, <laughs> like they kind of realise that this place isn't the security isn't up to scratch. Obviously, the the security guard will have his earlobes flicked and not like move an inch, like the CCTV. Like security wasn't cameras. connected. Yeah, just yeah, just, just wires hanging out the wall. <laughs> like, um, yeah, and, and and Dana Carvey's stealing candy canes and pens, like pens. Yeah, <laughs> and he steals them in the weirdest way. You see this almost uh, lust in his eyes. <laughs> like he's so yeah. he's so into the 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 very idea of of stealing. And then um, so we learn her name is Sarah Collins, and like we said. Uh, Matt Chinamic from Twin Peaks. Yep. Oh, she's gorgeous. <laughs> Man, is she gorgeous. Uh, she looked great in this as well. Uh, she comes down and is pretty weird from the onset. Well, yeah, she kind of... She kind of, like, talks to um, Dana Carvey as well in the way that his character probably needs to be, like, almost, like, childlike. Right. Like, come on, let's put the pens back. Like, <laughs> have you lost your pet? Like, almost like... A, yeah, like a kid lost in, like... I don't know, like a convenient, yeah, in, in in a bank, like what you'd be like. God, let's take you to one side, like let's get all that back in the jar. Right. And um, it said it said one pen, yeah, yeah. not all the pens, because yeah. he was eating one of the Christmas tree ornaments. He went over there. Yeah. And he was, <laughs> yeah, he's chewing. But doesn't she? Uh, chew- yeah, was it an ornament or a sweet? Because she's like there for the kids. Uh, unless the kids are eating ornaments in this town, like I, I thought it might have been children of corn <laughs> shit. Some weird shit going all, down. All the fucking kids just hanging around the tree eating glass and plastic. <laughs> the way they do it, I think it might have been like a, a cookie or yeah, 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 or, yeah. or something like you said, a sweet hanging on the on the tree. But you're right. She she brings him. Down in a way that nobody else reacts to him. Yeah, everyone else treats him in, like he's normal, like a normal guy. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> right. he's not 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 mental in any way. They're just kind of like, 
it's just Alvin. Like I don't know, you can almost yeah. like imagine a sitcom just called ah, it's just Alvin, and that would kind of be like he would do all this hijinks, like rob a right. bank, and at the end everyone would just go, ah, it's just Alvin. It's just Alvin. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, it. Um, and it says so weird. Uh, so Bill goes from normal Bill to sexy Bill in about zero point two seconds. Yeah. When he first meets Sarah, uh, man, does he turn on that cage charm? <laughs> like, hey, how are you? Yeah, and I, I'm not sure if like there's a, like any ad, like a lot of ad libs or like improvisation in this because it seems like every time Cage like kind of does any of this, like any I don't know, almost like his normal scene stealing stuff. Like John Lovitz, like is like fuck this, I'm not letting this happen. I'm going to get in there. And like, he kind of out creeps him. He kind of comes in. Right. And he's like, <laughs> like, you cannot be the creepiest guy in this scene. Like I, he might as well just come over and licked her hand. Like, like, right. like just lick not, the side not, of her face. Just grab yeah. her by the head and just lick her right up the cheek. Yeah. Cause he, he's like, I don't know. He's got a creepy vibe to him anyway. Like, as I said, like it's probably cause I've seen him creeping in the wedding singer. Um, doesn't he actually play a creep in Little Nicky? Like Spy? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. like, I think this yeah. is the image that is, but like Adam Sandler has burnt this pervert image of John John Lovitz into my mind. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, damn you, Adam Sandler! Yeah, as if he hasn't um, caused enough pain to the world. <laughs> no, I mean John Lovitz. What was that? High School High, where the the Dangerous Minds uh, parody. And then I always remember him from the critic, but you're right. He is a, he's a, not just creepy in a weird way. Like you'd see a fucking frog and be like, that's a weird looking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, like John, John Lovitz is a weird looking thing. Yeah. He's, I, I don't know what it is. It's, it's like almost like, he's, he's like, like, he's weirdly tanned. Like, I don't, I don't really want to go too much into like the. <laughs> yes just like i don't know going like really putting the man down like last time i talked about obviously uh if you, yeah if you listen before last time i mentioned a celebrity uh like someone on here like end up getting blocked by um john cusack on <laughs> fucking, twitter so yeah, I don't start, john cusack is I don't, so good i don't, I don't <laughs> want to start causing beefs like i get like the john lovett's appreciation is gonna show back. up at your front door <laughs> like hey, you remember that thing you said yeah. about when i was in trapped in paradise <laughs> i heard you motherfucker let me in i think that's when you know uh, you've made it surely like <laughs> right <laughs> load of pitchfork wielding nutters <laughs> um, um so but you're right cage tries to out creep uh love it to this uh bill is like no no no, no. this because they both kind of get the googly eyes yeah, yeah, yeah as soon yeah as soon as she shows up um and dana carvey uh elvin's off wandering doing his own thing and it's at this point they see the uh the armored guards coming in who very loudly proclaim Two hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. <laughs> the, the thing about that as well is, is it came after just after they had said that, like they had kind of right. like, admitted defeat almost. Like oh, there's going to be no money in this bank, and it's like I, I don't know. It's almost it kind of reminded me of like a um, like kids doing a play. Like oh shit, there's a line. Like rush in. Do you know what I mean? Like right. kind of like 
the the cues for stuff happening in this were so like wank, like yanked, like crowbarred in on the like, nose. Yeah, very on the nose, and and yeah, they scream because yeah, uh, Bill says, "Well, you didn't notice the vault was empty." Like, we got nothing to do here. And then immediately, yeah, yeah. like you said, the guard, <laughs> this is $275,000, gentlemen. <laughs> gonna... um, and then they kind of, they go out to the car, don't they? And there's um, mm-hmm. there's just loads of guns. It's almost like the, um, I'd say it's the equivalent of the fear and loathing drug scene, but just like guns in the trunk of a car. like Right. And it, it, what's the name of the guy they got the car from? Fast Eddie. Fast Eddie. Yeah, he sounds like <laughs> yeah. a, a, an amazing, like, I don't know, he sounds like an ex, like a, a B character from, like, uh, The Sopranos or... <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Good. For- and, uh, but I think uh, it, leading up to it, um, Bill even says he's like, man, if I had a gun, I'd be in there right now. <laughs> and then, yeah, Dave responds, he's like, well, what if I told you there was a trunk full of guns? Uh, and then they drive off to a small uh kind of back road area pop the trunk and yeah there they are guns for everybody uh but in order to do a good stick up they don't only need guns they need ski masks and um this the scene with dana carvey and the captain crunch with alvin and the captain that was weird yeah (laughs) yeah it was it was bizarre um and just all the stuff that's pulled out of his jacket because He's he's kind of they're there obviously getting supplies to do a robbery and he can't help himself so he's just loading up on all manner of shit inside of his coat like what is that? scarves yeah just yeah any, he's like, yeah he's like, he's like we're about to do a bank job and you're gonna get us pinched for for hats like a couple of bobble hats right. and shit like that <laughs> and then um, it's probably he, moment, like best to uh, mention the two guys who. Uh, run the shop. Um, what is it? Uh, Ed and Clovis. This is our introduction to these yeah, two. Who, and <laughs> they are, again, another mentally handicapped character. Yeah. Yeah. Clo- <laughs> yeah, Clo- <laughs> um, yeah. Clovis is a uh, man. Is he slow? And I, and we'll get to it as we, as we progress through the film. Um, and the uh, the glasses that Bill picks out. Oh, I, yeah, they make Bono bl- from U two look like he's a <laughs> right. he's a sane guy. Like <laughs> the weirdest glasses I've ever seen. Yeah, I need these too. Yeah, gotta do this. Yeah, he makes a point, doesn't he? Of like at the end, he's like, oh yeah, no, obviously these these right. How, these, how much these do these cost? <laughs> right. Because this is the uh, this is the icing on the cake right here is these these glasses. Um, um, and then they go like then it's go time. It's fucking bing bang bong. Get the money in the bank. Um, and it's amazing because as you said, everyone in this town is so nice. So as soon as they go into the bank, uh, they're like, "This is a stick up." <laughs> um, you have the bank manager's wife just automatically going yes come on guys uh hattie hattie anderson was her name um played by angela Patton, and yeah she's hiding behind that guy yeah 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 yeah. so you hear this voice and then she's like like but she's very she's she's very forthcoming to come out and just be like 
it's Christmas Eve. Do you guys want to do this? Like, let's kind of pump the brakes. Right. Like, like all these lovely people want to do stuff with their day. Like, let's not do this. She's so polite. She's so polite about the entire thing. Um, and they quickly realize that uh, the only person who has the key to the bank, uh, Clifford Anderson, uh, Donald Moffat, who I like a lot, uh, great actor. He's not there at the time. Yeah, he's and he's having lunch in a diner across the road and the only way to um get him is they say he's going to be on break for 45 minutes so it's the only way they're going to get him to open the vault is to dave says let's just let's just wait (laughs) Let's, let's wait it out um, let's see but we'll wait for him to come back he goes to get the keys picks up dana carvey on his way and um i've just written here no one in the street notices the guns no, no, like nobody bats no. an eye nobody's like i don't know yeah like a guy in a ski mask with like a shotgun crossing the street yeah these are these aren't pistols yeah they're not <laughs> carrying handguns they're fucking 12 gauge long barrels <laughs> <laughs> guy with stupid glasses they make their way over to the diner and the uh the diner scene was great yeah i uh, and he like he says like this is a stick up and automatically like the cashier goes towards the till like the cash register and and he's like what are you, what are you doing and she, she says um I'm, I, I'm getting the money yeah, obviously it's, it's a, a stick, stick up. up and he's like no we're not robbing here we're robbing the bank and she she quickly replies, but the bank is across the street. <laughs> um, the the dialogue in this thing is uh, something special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, something. Um, Alvin's up to his old tricks. Just he hands over his gun to like a patron of the diner just so he can have a bite of his food. <laughs> and tells him he's going to put salt on it. It's like he could always use a little extra salt. <laughs> Uh, then he's standing there with a spoon in one hand and a shotgun in the other, getting ready to eat. But I give Elvin credit in this scene because he does say, well, they could call the cops. Yeah. Like, if we leave everybody here, they're going to call the cops. So we got to bring the entire diner with us over into the bank. Yeah, which you find out on their return that um, Dave has been uh, teaching the other hostages who have stayed in the bank some uh some breathing exercises a little bit of yoga just so you kind of keep calm because we all know that uh a bank heist can be a very stressful situation for everybody <laughs> a yoga that he learned in prison yeah, it's just like when when 10 guys want to when you're in a room with 10 guys it can when get they pretty surround stressful you t- <laughs> when 10 guys surround you you're talking about prison gang rape <laughs> We gotta do yoga. Uh, so, so yes, and he's teaching all them, and they eventually all show up, and he gets pissed. He's like, "You just made this stressful again." I finally got them all calmed back down to where they need to be. Um, so now you've got essentially what I would think is half the town in the bank, and and we didn't mention they all keep bringing up that a uh, Winterfest yeah is going on. 
So this is a big thing for the town. A lot of outsiders coming in. They never expand upon what this yeah, festival yeah, yeah. I actually don't, is. I don't know what it is. Like, I reckon this is the shady, dark secret of the town. Like, it's some <laughs> some sacrifice, some kind of wicker man shit. <laughs> some, like some, some sacrificial burning, pagan, <laughs> pagan ritual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking like cutting. <laughs> Cutting goats' throats and drinking blood, sacrificing virgins. Yeah, everyone's naked um, in the town square. <laughs> All the old people, <laughs> ass naked, <laughs> covered in blood. Uh, they they don't expand upon that, but we end up with all these people in the bank. And they keep, uh, there's a joke they play a couple times that I thought actually worked kind of well. We're like, okay, who's got the key to the thing? Raise your hand. And they all got their hands up. And it's like, okay, everybody put your hands down. Now, however, and the one girl, she does it real quick. She doesn't know what to do. She has yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> puts her hands back down. Um, um, they get into the vault. The <laughs> the very peculiar, like, laser beams at, like. I didn't think that still existed. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and uh, Bill is spraying what looks like mouth spray yeah, yeah, like yeah. banaka almost and he sees the lasers uh gets in there grabs the money he trips the laser on the way out with the bag i yeah. think it was the the bag that hit it um, um and they then, oh go ahead it's please. time for them to get the fuck out of there um alvin is the getaway driver <laughs> and the moment they exit the bank he just shoots off down the road like nobody's why, though? business. I, I, I still don't understand why he took no, off. No, no, no. no. <laughs> he causes like a mass pile up, like breaks immediately. Everyone piles up behind him. He gets pissed off with all the guys like kind of honking him. And he's like, oh, like kind of fuck this. I'm going again. They kind of like, right. I don't know if they caught like, they didn't really, then catch up with him almost because they're kind of like. It's like they got ahead of him because he kind of eventually like comes around the they, corner they, where they, they are. Yeah, or, they like they. I don't know if they took a back alley. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and the, went around a couple uh, buildings. I f- I think logic is something we need to kind of leave at the door with this one. Like, right, throw it out the window because <laughs> um, it's a. But he just kept doing it. He just kept. Driving yeah, away. <laughs> and I think there's a really good line because they're like they finally got him to stop he's like is he gonna do it again like they've kind of like, right. addressed to the audience like yeah this is a bit fucking stupid like um right we we we, we even see the absurdity of this situation um and, and he, they why they let him be the driver I will never know and he he keeps giving this line like you do what you do I do what I do. Yeah, and like, it's almost like he says it with actual no, no understanding of what that means. Like, it's just like I don't know. I don't know if like maybe it was like a quote from something. Like maybe he he almost it it felt like Ron Burgundy saying when in Rome. Yeah, yeah. Like no, that doesn't make sense here. (laughs) Then what you're saying doesn't make any sense here. Um. I, they I, they do finally get in the car though. Yeah, and they get um they go they go off to ditch that car and get another car and then we see a scene in prison mm-hmm. of um Vic and um shoot, I can't remember the other guy's name, but the big mob yeah, like the boss of, is is Vic. All the guys and 
we've conveniently like see a moment of everyone's kind of geeing geeing Vic up like T- tell us your famous story tell us the bank story and it's um and he says it quite politically he kind of they were looking to, at this guy like he was preaching the yeah, gospel yeah, yeah, yeah. They like, were, <laughs> This bank is There's like this... an orchard, and instead of apples, <laughs> it is fine, like, silvers and golds. Like, I don't know. It's... Oh, Vic, you saved the best. <laughs> Tell me that story again, Vic. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then some, like, uh, kind of, I don't know. I, get, I, by, I probably look too much into side characters, like, what their thing would be by now. But, like, uh, I kind of got the impression the guy who comes over to them is definitely the like library guy. Do you know what I mean? He's he's wheeling around the cart and he's like the right. he's kind of the informant to everyone. He's like, "Hey Vic, that bank, that bank you've conveniently just been talking about was right. it in Pennsylvania? Because it's been he's robbed." In, he's- He's Andy Dufresne from the Shawshank Yeah, Redemption. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But like with a bit more, with a bit more, like I don't know. He'll 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 tell everyone the shit the other gr- the factions are talking. Do you know right. I mean? He'll be going over to the white supremacist gun. Those <laughs> Latinos, they've been saying some shit and then saying the exact same thing to the Latinos. Yeah, right. it's kind of like no loyalty to anyone. Um, and and again, another time when the dialogue was so on the nose. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they were just talking yeah. about it. <laughs> he must have and been everybody. I mean. <laughs> there was there was people 10 12 seats down all leaning in yeah. they all <laughs> had their ears into this great story about the the bank the the famous bank on the hill that uh the money flows like like wine and <laughs> um <laughs> it's ridiculous so and like instantly all they can think about is um the the two brothers of alvin and dave and there is a flash. They show you an image of them at their parole meeting, which like is not a memory any of these guys would have had because they right. weren't there. I did. I didn't understand this. It's like how all you needed to do was put those two in prison, like prison outfits and and a, and a gray wall, and right. just just had a sh- that shot, and that that could have been the memory. And it was blood red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's violent red. Because oh, that is it. One of the guys says to him as well, like, oh, do you want to be telling your plan to everybody? Because, like, somebody might, somebody might steal it. That's well. right. At least like, That's right. Do you, know, do you know who you're talking to? Vic will put a man down. Like, <laughs> anyone who tries like to cross Like a dog in the street. Um, <laughs> and all this for, <laughs> I mean... In the grand scheme of things, as far as heist movies go, you know, you think of shit like Heat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, these great huge heist movies, they're talking about two hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. Well, yeah, yeah. That's, and they that's made... w- it's really weird because the f- like the last film I watched was It Could Happen to You, and like just oh, out of the yeah. kindness of strangers' hearts, um, Nicholas Cage's character and his girlfriend received. $600,000 just from like $5 checks here and there like right. from people in New York and they're like kind of getting so excited over 275 like I imagine even 94 
that still wasn't that a wasn't great deal of money. No. Like, I don't know. That's <laughs> no. Maybe a house, but like split three ways. Like they're going to give their mum a bit as well. Like not even. Yeah, like she needs those TVs and VCRs yeah. and. I mean, we're right around the corner from DVDs in '94. It's it's coming. She needs it. Yeah. So, I, so these guys all in jail, like you were saying, and he determines that this is worth uh, breaking out of prison for. Yeah. Um, yeah, this bank because that's logic, right? I mean, that's that's what you do. Yeah, and um, <laughs> then we get like the FBI turn up in. Paradise. Paradise, yeah. And, like, again, we've just mentioned it was $275,000. I thought the same exact on thing. On Christmas like, Eve. <laughs> they've got the high school gymnasium set up like home base. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maps. <laughs> yeah, maps everywhere. At least 40 agents all over the place. There's a there's serial killers out there that need <laughs> your yeah, attention. Yeah, not getting this much attention. Yeah, 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 definitely. I, I do love me some Richard Jenkins, though, oh. who plays the, the lead agent. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's amazing in this. Like, um, I fucking, like, just the lines he has got in this film are amazing. Like, he's not in it a lot, but the moments he is on screen are just fucking great. Like, um, beautiful. Just, just so pissed off. He's just like, you can tell he doesn't want to be there. He would rather be at home. Like, I don't know unwrapping some presents eating some giblets or something like he does not want to be in <laughs> bumfuckville fucking pennsylvania, pennsylvania. <laughs> and they do um and, and by this time they've made it a point to say this is christmas eve yeah, yeah yeah so yeah yeah by by this point in the film we realize it's christmas eve um and i think they already established that it's the the worst blizzard in 17 years yeah i think that's in this scene and they're like um We'll catch them. Like we'll put APBs out. We're like, uh, we'll definitely catch them if they're trying to escape, especially if they're going north. <laughs> Any points at the man? Yeah, yeah. and um, <laughs> yeah. cut to cut to the guys in the car, and who'd have thunk it? They're heading north, like right, <laughs> in a Again, very roundabout dialogue. way, which brought about one of my favourite moments. <laughs> Please, please. <laughs> of the film where um, Alvin says, like, I followed the map perfectly. It said, um, like, because they're kind of confused of, like, where are we going? I'm pretty sure we passed that farmhouse. And he's like, I followed the map. I took the four lefts. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> Four lefts is a fucking circle! <laughs> um, yeah, and they're just kind of, like, cruising down the road. Um, they see a police car behind them. And Dave's like, it's fine. We're just three guys driving a car in a blizzard. In a blizzard. Nothing's going to go wrong. The police car starts speeding up. Like, you think, shit, the chase is on. They think, shit, the chase is on. Um, The chase is not on, but they (laughs) wreck the car, basically. Like, (laughs) How the fuck they all walked away from that? I... (laughs) 
never it's know. like some a-team shit you know like you could blow up right. a helicopter or like a tank and the guys are just kind of whew, like right. dust themselves <laughs> off like close, close call brother yeah. <laughs> let's get that's, back that's... to goon central and wait for next week when we gotta chase these crazy cats yeah because they drove that shit off a bridge yeah off a and bridge it was a... <laughs> Flipped 15 it. 20 foot was... fall yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, head on and conveniently as well I don't, doesn't cage's reaction as he gets out of the car he's just going ow ouch <laughs> oh that hurt <laughs> um yes and conveniently a guy is there instantly like again if he was driving past would have probably seen like jeremy you know the police car like he i think he even asked like oh what happened to you guys and it's like well, we mm-hmm. clearly fucking fell off the bridge, like, <laughs> like um, and he's it's like, pretty oh, obvious. I've got to take you. I've got to take you guys home. Like, I take you guys home. I'm going to my aunt and uncles. Um, they'll look after you. Like, we're going to sing some Christmas carols. Like, we're going to have a lovely time. Get you out of the cold and into the warm. Um, and I thought that, and I think Cage even even asked him, like, can you take us this way? <laughs> And he says, "No, no, no. That's it. That's when we learned all the the roads are blocked off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The blizzard, the blizzard has trapped them in paradise. Hence the title, True. trapped in paradise. This like almost reminded me. Um, I mentioned uh, Red Rock West to you earlier. I'm not sure if it was on air or off air, but um, that has a similar thing. Like it's a, almost that thing. Someone just desperately trying to get out, and right. they're just." so many things maybe like not necessarily explained in the plot like this is perfect there's a blizzard that film is a bit more like uh, if he if he leaves the town the 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 film's over so let's just shoe in let's just shoehorn something (laughs) in to like make him stay (laughs) but yeah so they're they're trapped yeah and and they go with they go with this guy uh, show up at the front door and bum 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 big plot reveal they are at the home of Mr. and Mrs. Anderson yeah who um I thought that um that reveal was pretty great I was kind of uh, a bit shocked yeah like, I was like I really enjoyed that like it was uh and and Cage's reaction is Cage's <laughs> reaction to most things um he gets that crazy stupid look on his face like oh my god you're my god <laughs> well obviously he knows who they are they do not know who the fuck he is apart from no i mean they are uh ward and june cleaver i mean they're the the nicest most suburban well adapted beautiful people like people like that don't exist yeah, yeah, like yeah. you said there's there's got to be something back there they got a fucking S and M dungeon downstairs <laughs> because nobody is uh, nobody's that nice. But they they invite them in. Oh, come in, boys! You got to be so cold. Yeah, and there's kind freezing. of like those those moments where you think oh, they've they've they figured it out because he's like, oh, I recognize you from earlier, and you're like, oh shit! And he's like, you were in the bank, and again you're like, oh shit! And he's like, yeah, like this morning, like chatting to uh, Sarah upstairs. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. a very weird. Like, I don't want to know who's downstairs, who's like, 
who they call like <laughs> Jenny downstairs, who's like locked up. It's the, in the, the fucking dungeon. gimp from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> get the get the gimp. Yeah, release the gimp. Hattie, go get the gimp. Um, uh, so um, they're they're all invited in, and Dana Carvey, uh, Day or um, Alvin continues just to start stealing stealing shit. shit. Yeah. yeah, so a nutcracker. A tiny little nutcracker off the... Yeah, just anything. They, they make... Yeah, whatever he can get his hands on. And like, he he's doesn't, taking he doesn't even need... I'm pretty sure if he asked, they'll just give it to him. They're that, that, they're that nice. Because um, they instantly are like, we've got to get you guys sorted. Um, they're taking presents from under their tree, which, <laughs> like... They're like, we need some clothes. Like, we need some clothes. Not, like, the, the, the most logical thing to be like, oh, well, Mr. Anderson's got a couple of old, like, sweat bottoms he doesn't want or like a couple of old sweatshirts or something, like do you know what I mean like some trousers that are that they're maybe a bit too short in the leg for him now or whatever like wear those no presents from under the tree just right. take and they're gonna fit don't worry about yeah. it because <laughs> um, you're all three different sizes but all these gifts were for the same yeah, man yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but they're decked out in um, Christmas gear Sarah upstairs comes down and um, introduced to possibly my favourite character of the film, um, a lovely three-legged dog called Tripod. (laughs) (laughs) When she said the name, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. (laughs) And then, then, like, just in case you didn't get the joke, she's like, she, I think she pretty much says it, she's like, you get it? Tripod, because the three legs, like... (laughs) In case you don't know what try means. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this uh again, this movie with the dialogue, it really gives it to you. Yeah. Lays it lays it all out there. Uh but no tripod when it it, it, it felt I don't want to say out of place, but so unexpected. When he's like, that's because he turns and sees it. Bill turns, yeah. he's like, that's a three legged dog over there looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Oh yeah, tripod. That's uh that's our th- I'm Sarah upstairs. Uh don't worry about gimp downstairs. <laughs> I'm kind of um, um I, d- I kind of felt like that is the type of like you know when interbreeding happens between animals and they get weird defects like maybe in that area because of like the small population of dogs like all dogs just have three legs like <laughs> try dogs every one of them like yeah um, Ro- roman in packs three-legged dogs yeah, yeah. leaning to one side <laughs> running around in circles um, <laughs> four left turns just keep doing it dog you um, got it don't worry about it and then we see i we kind of see some like kid who looks like fuller from home alone uh watching tv yes. Who's never like kind of? I don't think you ever see him again in the film. He's just there nope. to be like uh, John Lovitz. His character is like, "Hey kid, what are you watching?" And he's like, "Well, I'm just watching some TV." <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that was it. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like, like, what does it fucking look like I'm doing? And, and and the crazy thing is, is what fucking nine ten year old kid sits and watches the news on Christmas Eve <laughs> That's like, right it's a wonderful life is yeah, on it's like, like, what do you think Rudolph is on like this yeah. was 94 Home Alone would have been out like definitely uh, could have watched that like yeah or like yeah it, it would be a Christmas special on of something surely like not the murderers that's the, 
escaping <laughs> That's jail. That's the type like, of kid who grows up to be a serial killer. Yeah, definitely. He He's fucking Ed Gein, Andre Chikatilo in the making because <laughs> no kid, no kid does that. Um, and and John Lovitz realizes, uh, Dave realizes that um, these two guys have escaped. Yeah. There's a special bulletin. Breaking news. <laughs> we got these two escaped convicts out of this prison, and they were blah, 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 blah. So his response is to start singing. Yeah. Um, he immediately starts belting, Hark the Herald Angel singing. Uh, and, and Bill's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, what are we yeah, doing here? Like, um, Mrs. Anderson's kind of like, yeah, he knows how to get the party turned up. Like, <laughs> this is the type of guy we want. We've got the party starter in here, like bringing that festive chair. Yeah, you keep that up. Jesus is coming back tonight because this, we got the Christmas spirit. We're doing it. Um, um, <laughs> go ahead, please. Sorry. Uh, um, um, they immediately say, we've got to call our mom. Well, yeah. Right. And, like, uh, Bill's kind of like, I genuinely want to talk to my mom. Love it is his thinking. Uh, oh, there could be other reasons I want to call my mom. Uh, he's always scheming. Yeah, Always exactly. it, it, the, and, uh, the next play. He knows, like, his suspicions are right because he they call their mom and she is being held hostage by Vinny and... Fug number one. He's got a name. But I can't like, remember. Yeah, I can't remember goon number one. Yeah, he's he, uh, he's he, that he's that fleshed out as a character. <laughs> um, and yeah, she's she's amazing. She's just like so like for someone who's being held hostage, is just so sassy. Uh, it's ridiculous. Like, but. Uh, like you said, she's she's Mama Fratelli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She like, she doesn't take no shit from no one. Yeah. <laughs> so I think there's a yeah. line. Um, how did you go? What would you get five years for just being ugly or something like that? Like <laughs> right um, for being a fucking idiot. You're both stupid. <laughs> um, and she just fires them off one after another. Bang, 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 bang. But um, yeah. So she is being held hostage. Um, Dave kind of tries to. Well, he's acting as if he's having a phone call with her, not the, not Vic. Vinny. Yeah, he's like kind of yeah trying to show face to obviously the Andersons and Bill and Alvin, whereas we know he's talking to the man who wants that $275,000. <laughs> that big money. <laughs> that big money. Um uh, and I, I love after their conversation on the phone when um, Bill asks Dave, he's like, what is my, or no, when he says, I, I love you, and Vic's on the other end, and the goon number one is like, well, what did they say? He's like, he told me he loved me. <laughs> and that was <laughs> that was the extent of the conversation. Yeah, um, and uh, that's it. The um, Mr. Anderson is explaining over dinner how, like, the robbery today would literally cause the closing put the down. put the bank under yeah because yeah they're only a small bank and because he knows all the people personally he will give them a loan just a shake of a hand it was it it was very reminiscent of george bailey and it's a wonderful life yeah like these are these are good people 
I'm going to give them a loan because they're good people. Yeah, no. I, I, I don't run their credit. I don't ask them for a credit score. Um, and this entire time, Bill's getting hit uh, with the ghost of Christmas past. You can see it. It's slowly transforming him into something yeah, yeah, else. Yeah, definitely. And um, the meanwhile, uh, man, Elvin was doing some weird shit with the gravy. Yeah. <laughs> when they're all at pouring dinner. pouring it and pouring it and pouring it, like... I'm pretty, he might as well just been drinking it yeah, right out of the gravy boat. It's going, it's going on the table. There's a long shot, and like it is, that gravy boat is upside down, and there is nothing left. Like <laughs> he's fucking rinsed it. After he very politely asked Bill, like, "Could you please pass me the giblet gravy?" <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. And there's mention as well over the dinner table that there is, luckily, there's one bus left to Philly. It's mm-hmm. not where they need to go, but it's out of paradise. Um, right. So they, um, the back to the mobsters, Vinny and, yeah, we'll just call them the mobsters, I reckon, from, from, for, right on. for a little yeah, bit. I'm, I'm good with just, that. Uh, um, they're on their way to Pennsylvania, and the mum, they, they've got the mum in the back of the car, and you can see She's that Dave shit. got his singing voice from her. Because right. she, she's literally like a kid, like in that, like I don't, I don't want to go on this journey. Like she might as well be singing, like, are, oh, "I know a song that'll get on your nerves." Just like kind of. Are we? Are we there yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Um, these two guys are putting up with her in the back of the car, um, and she just starts belting out. And and if you're unfamiliar with her, but anyone listening has seen dinosaurs. Uh, you know Grandma Ethel's voice is something very <laughs> unique and special. <laughs> and she's just, silent night! <laughs> just, <laughs> she's going. She's doing her thing. As they're, they are on their way. I can't remember, when did they figure out that it was... Oh, no, because he knew where the bank was. And then they learned, they heard it on the radio or on TV that the bank had been robbed. So they knew where they were going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, obviously right. he knew okay. he knew the bank. It was the thing of the thing of right. legend, the, the story he <laughs> right. had like professed. the Holy Grail. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we see Ed and Clovis in pursuit of the brothers um, as they're trying to get on the bus, and they kind of have they kind of think that the and Mister Anderson and them are kind of in cahoots, like they have right. they have their kind of theories that they've cooked up after smelling too much i don't know propane or something like that yeah and that motherfucker had the biggest chewing tobacco wad in his (laughs) cheek i've ever seen um yeah the couple of couple of crazy fuckers um and then (laughs) yeah i don't I, i kind of felt that the next scene was pretty weird in that um i so far like we'd just been kind of seeing that uh Bill was kind of like almost like seeing some redemption and kind of does one of the most scumbaggy things he can possibly do of like manipulating the cashier to pay for his bus right. ticket out of like out of town. That was fucking kind of like oh. after he was he was already in the bag of money. Yeah, like he got, could have easily yeah, he's got a couple of notes in yeah. his hand and then like puts on the fake. Crying, like, I just want to see my mom. 
she's she's dipping into her own purse and like luckily like you're in a town full of lovely people like yeah luckily fortunately you're in paradise yeah yeah that's that's the one yeah um (laughs) and we do this kind of thing here and then he exits and just a great scene of i've i've nicknamed this scene the uh scuffle with the duffel um (laughs) (laughs) just because um, right on ed grabs the duffel bag off of it's kind of uh I've got to get this all the right way around. So, Ed grabs the duffel bag off of uh, Bill. After the FBI agent was like, show oh, yeah, me what's yeah, in show the bag. Show me the contents of your bag. Yeah. Ed runs through, grabs the bag. <clears throat> Hits him like a linebacker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, he grabs, does he grab Ed's gun or he grabs a gun? He grabbed Ed's gun, and I actually have it written down as one of my cage quotes. He grabs Ed's gun and starts shooting, and then he's like, Oh my god, there's a gun! Oh my god, there's a gun! I wish, I wish, yeah. I wish podcasts were a visual medium sometimes, <laughs> just for just yeah. so we could show you guys how. Um, <laughs> def- I, yeah, fuck. <laughs> and, and now you've got all the the FBI with the bag, um, and there was a lot of cops at the bus station. Yeah. They were waiting for something to happen. Yeah, there was at least a dozen agents and cops outside. See, I thought that whole like congregation of people outside the bus figure was some kind of like something was happening with like homeless people. Like, do you know what I mean? They were kind <laughs> of being like <laughs> looked after or something. Like, I thought they were going to try and sneak in with yeah, like pretend to be some bums, but. No, no. The bus station was right next to the soup yeah, kitchen. Yeah, for, <laughs> just, that's the type yeah. of place paradise is. You, right, they take care of people, man. That lady inside will give you all her money. Yeah, exactly. Just you, tell her you need to go see outside, your mom. You go in, you get a bus ticket to wherever the fuck you want to go. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, but this, so they do, they don't get out of town. No. They no. Plan they, one. They don't get anywhere close. Bill's like, I've I've got a long shot, like to get out of town. We're We'll see how it. We'll see how that pans out, um, and then we have the FBI. Uh, they have a couple of like, couple of kids who are like, we've seen almost like the famous like uh, boys in the hood line. Like, you want to see a dead body? It's like, you want to see <laughs> right. a dead car? Um, <laughs> right. So they take them out. Yeah, they're like. And uh, Richard Jenkins, like, does he high five? Like, what? He's like, come on, kid! Like, gives him a high five. Like, we're gonna nail these guys because um, that's what you do. And uh, when you're an agent of the FBI. That's us. That's America, people. <laughs> Fucking FBI agents high fiving kids. That's how it all goes down. Um, and they their plan is um. So their plan to go. <laughs> Their plan to go get out of town is. Uh, uh, please take this one, Joe. Um, so they they're gonna go because the roads are blocked. They decide to take the river, and I can't remember exactly how they get a boat. But like you said, circumstances in this movie, everything happens uh, uh, right right for them. So they're in a boat and they're they're rowing up river. They're going going going, and they see a, a helicopter, which again. For $275,000, that's a lot of resources yeah, yeah. going into finding these guys. The wages, I mean, you've got, the wages alone right. 
of all these people getting paid has shut right. like I get I don't know, I don't know how much Rick like I don't know how high up Richard Jenkins character is in the FBI but that's got to be some serious money like I want to say he was the bottom of the barrel and they were like you get this case yeah yeah you just get to go look and he's like I'll take everybody with me so you get these three guys in a uh, uh, a canoe of sorts, uh, a small boat. They're all rowing. They see a helicopter coming. They hit a a log that happens to be in their path. And I've I've done a lot of canoeing in my life, a lot of camping. I've hit a lot of logs. I've never seen a human being launched <laughs> eight feet out of the front of the canoe from hitting a a very small overturned tree. Uh, but we get Alvin gets thrown out. Again, the people of paradise, they show up the pe- to save his ass. The people of paradise who are old as fuck. There is four right. of them, and they have like a combined age of about a thousand. Like, they are so <laughs> fucking old. Like, And they create a human chain yeah. from, the, from the shore. I thought, uh, though, it, that was going to end with not one casualty, but four. Because those people, could, like, those, those people who were that... Like they were old as fuck. Like that little kids at home watching the news, and they're like, "Breaking news: Five geriatrics died in the river yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. All <laughs> swept away. Just the thought <laughs> yeah. of like temp- water temperatures that low would like fucking just give them like a heart attack. Like let alone get right because everything was everything was. And I will tell you, I've done a um, uh, uh, I did a thing for the Special Olympics a few years ago where we did a polar plunge where you jump into the ice water oh, yeah, cool, and you man. raise money. Yeah, I mean it was great, but you hit water that cold, it it immobilizes you. You're you're done. There there's no coming back yeah, from definitely. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but you're right. These people, that guy. I'm pretty sure the one guy crawled in with a cane. <laughs> like he went down, went down the bank, and he was in there with a cane doing his thing. But they save, um, they save Dana Carvey. They save Alvin, and again, they are still trapped in paradise every exit these guys try and take uh results in in nothing but being stuck in this town yeah one of these geriatric old guys is always like let's have some soup and some like brandy (laughs) and and she's like she's like oh should we mix them together and he's like no the brandy's for me like i kind of and and they take them i can't remember the name of the characters where they they all go back to their house but if it isn't the most pristine-looking Christmas setting you have yeah, ever seen, yeah, 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 of course. Like, yeah, I mean the 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 stockings all over the fireplace, the the wreaths everywhere, and shit like that. And um, Bill is really kind of distraught over is uh, is Alvin going to live through all this? And again, the people of Paradise. I think the guy that was in the water starts doing yeah, mouth to mouth. Yeah, yeah, he starts he starts putting it on him. He's helping him out. They're doing it. And so the, our, our friends are back in paradise once again. Yeah, and um, where do they... Where? He lives. Spoiler alert. Elvin lives. Yeah, he, he spits <laughs> out a whole load of water. Um, uh, and then Bill, um, where do they head to? I'm just trying to think. Oh, one thing that definitely happens is the mobsters put um, the mum in the trunk Edna. of the car. Yeah. <laughs> And gag her because she won't shut the yeah. fuck up. <laughs> yeah, she's singing. One man. of them is very adamant as well. He just he just keeps repeating gag her, gag her, <laughs> gag her. 
Yeah, get the gimp. And get she's the gimp. Not, she's not like phased by it at all. She's like, yeah, do all you got to do. Put me in the trunk of this car and give a shit. It's better than right. being you in your company, of you couple of bums. <laughs> right. Um, uh, it, it was after this that they... Um, so Bill hasn't yet decided to completely give back the money. Uh, let me see. Where are we at? They head to the um, church. Yes. And yeah, so they, the people of Paradise are kind of having a, like, I'm not sure if it's like midnight mass or something like that, but they're having like a kind of bit of a church knees up the night before Christmas. Like, they're, they're, they are the visual representation of the idea of community. Yeah. Is what they're seeing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so they, yeah, they're, they're all going to church and. Um, Bill has a lovely conversation in a graveyard with Sarah and she's saying to him, I think you should like, I thought you guys had gone, like just get out of town. Like she alludes to the fact she knows about the robbery. Like his face looking through that church graveyard. (laughs) (laughs) Priceless. I mean, he looks... So uh, a little bit of context. These characters have spent a grand total of four minutes on screen together. Yeah. And he's pining after her like Romeo staring at Juliet. He's <laughs> you get the best cage longing love uh, face we've seen in a very long time. And you kind of get her talking about like how she wants him to leave town. Like she wants to see. The yeah, back absolutely. Of and he sees this as the opportune moment to try and like lay a kiss on her. Like, where did those, that's what where you did do. those signs come from? Like, where did you? I don't know what vibes were you picking up from. You're, I think you're, you're a shit person. You've robbed the town I live in, and like the people I care about. Oh, let's have a kiss. Like, it makes no right. fucking sense. Um, and, and to give it to the writers, she does pull away. Yeah, and definitely. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um and then I don't know, I thought this was a brilliant like take like we tried to leave by land. We've tried to leave tried. by sea. Like we will now leave by sleigh. Right. <laughs> so Melvin or, or no Merlin uh the horse yeah. is such an amazing character. Um and again they leave it to Elvin to drive like what but he has some kind of horse whisper bond with this creature well he kind of he kind of like doesn't know what to say to begin with and then like finds it's almost like the magic word he's like is it is it yo yo sesame is it yeah and then like it's gone like and um possibly one of the greatest car chases I've ever seen uh because it is (laughs) Cops skidding all over the place, like it, it. It looks pretty slow as well. Like I, I put, the- they're they're launching cop cars off of snowbanks yeah, yeah, yeah. into trees. <laughs> yeah, there is a few. Um, this is another thing. It almost reminded me of uh, Blues Brothers again. Like of the kind of like way too many cop cars to just chase after, right. like one car, and especially in this case. A fucking sleigh, like, <laughs> and and when 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 Petro says sleigh, it is a legitimate Santa Claus sleigh. Yeah, yeah like 
but being pulled by one horse. Yeah, and it's like yeah, no wheels or anything like that. It's literally like <laughs> two sheets of iron, like a couple of skates. Right. Like, I, um, oh. When I took my notes down next to this one, I uh, where is I, I wrote down right next to it. How far did they plan to make it? Like that was the that was the plan. Yeah, you've got. Yeah, <laughs> like I think once you I don't know once the snow melts as well. That is not like the horse is not going to be. That sleigh is going nowhere. Like there's going to be sparks no. flying. It's like tarmac. Um, <laughs> right. And then um, and, and, I've got I've, I've just got written in my notes here. Um, yeah, why is there a mentally handicapped cop? Um, I'm not sure what that is in reference to. And another one in very quick succession says, Ed's voice is really deep. Like the very, <laughs> and Ed's our Ed's our tobacco chewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who uh, <laughs> he's always got a fat wad of red man in his pocket. Um, um, yeah. So they like the, uh, they go to leave Merlin, uh, and then again, how like fate is on their side because they go to hitchhike and instantly <laughs> someone goes to pick them up. Right, but but Merlin. Um, so the stuff with Merlin, before they even go to hitchhike, Merlin's sleigh falls into the water under the ice. And this scene I felt was almost pulled directly from the never ending yes. story. When, <laughs> when Ar- right. <laughs> when Artex is down in the water and he's like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Artex, Merlin's, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Merlin's sinking and they all jump right in to, to save this horse and sleigh. Uh, it was good. Yeah. It, it, it it's silly, but at the same time, it um it it works in this universe, in this world that yeah, they yeah, built. Yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. And it's like that. For, it, it kind of it works really well in like that. You obviously want them to get out, but it's like the the moment they're like just on the precipice of getting out, it's like not so quick. Like let's like, like we, we, right. we got. We got half hour running time to go. Let's, let's. And speaking of run times, I mean, this thing is almost a solid two yeah, hours. Like, it was, yeah. There was a point. <laughs> it was I not a... at, how, how how much longer have we got? Like, oh shit! Like, right, we're still doing this. How many twists and here. turns are we gonna get? Yeah, like how many different ways? Like, I don't know. Were they actually gonna rob Santa's sleigh and like try and leave that way, and then find out there's some kind of border control for? Santa right. and like you can't fly by air, <laughs> um, but it is around this point. Bill, like they go for, they go to a diner. They've taken Merlin, mm. and Bill says his plan is to put the money back. Right, and um, and he still has. So we didn't mention this. He never got rid of the vault keys. Yeah, he he's had the the keys to the vault the entire time. Oh, yes, because they're dropped in the mud, yeah. Yeah. Right. I always do this with these episodes. I forget, like, a big howling plot point and then have to, like... Yeah, It happens. For me. <laughs> it happens. As long as you can remember it later on, that's all that matters. Yeah. Um, so they're in this diner. And then Alvin... Alvin's up for it as well. He's like, let's, let's give the money back. Right? Yeah? Yeah. And, yeah, because... Bill is saying it, and and Dave's the only one who's like, "Well, I want my cut." And he, Dave's talking to Alvin, and he's like, "You want your cut, right?" And then Alvin just comes out, and he's like, "No, put my money back with Bills." 
I want to. So now we have Bill and Alvin who have been infused with the Christmas spirit. They want to return everything after encountering all of these wonderful people over the course of the film. Uh, they're ready to give the money back and head back to the vault. And this is when Alvin gives Bill his wallet back as well, which reveals to Bill that their story, as if he hadn't of guessed already, was absolutely was a ruse. It was Merlin shit, right? <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> it was Merlin shit. Um, it's uh, the whole thing was a plan to, but. It, so this reveal, like, I, I, I understand it, but we get through the entire thing that Dave is a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, it wasn't a big surprise. It wasn't shocking that this whole thing was a ploy by Dave to try and get uh, his brothers into this scheme. I thought, I thought he kind of knew that by now anyway, but he's like, well, I don't, I don't yeah, I, he, I don't, he couldn't have been that stupid, like, if he was so dead against it all, like... I felt like he was very quick to turn to just robbing a bank. Do you know what I mean? Hey, oh, he turned on drop of a dime. Yeah, like he, he was. He, he was ready. Take a wallet, but he's he's not just robbing. He's leading the robbery. It's not like he's like reluctantly like I'll be the getaway driver. He's like, if we're gonna fucking do this, we're gonna do this right. Like he was <laughs> right. like, a, I need these glasses. Give me these yeah, glasses. He's like a drug I'm ready addict. to go. Like, just don't give me that cocaine. Don't give me. Do you know what I mean? It's like I don't know. Yeah, he's like... But it does, I mean, that does kind of all tie back into the the very opening of the film where we see him struggling with the idea, like, do I keep the money? And even when he's talking to the the Padre and he says, I debated over this for days before putting it in the mailbox. So he was always a man that was right there. Um, And he finally, after seeing all of these kind people, these great people... He he decides that's the man he yeah, wants yeah, to definitely. be. He does want to be a, um, yeah, a, a, but he a good person. Storms out and he's like, "I need to go back. <laughs> I'm going to get a lift with so, these two kind fellows." Um, circumstance, circumstance. It's just so good. Like I just like I, I there's a thing I've grown to like, like have an appreciation. I think more so from doing this podcast, but before before so anyway. Just love shit films. Like I love really right. shitty movies for some reason. Like I w- I'll watch Fast and the Furious like any day of the week. Like I'm with you. Just I don't know. Yeah, yeah. just just and like that that I was just like I kind of wanted him to like immediately when he left that diner. I was like, I hope he fucking gets in their car. I hope he gets in their car. <laughs> right. Like um. <laughs> um and the goons are getting they're just, they just stop for gas. Yeah. They're just, they just stop to to get gas or what do you guys call it petrol? Oh, we could, yeah, I yeah, believe gas gas that yeah, works. Gas, yeah, yeah, gas gas petrol. Um, I I've learned so much actually listening to your podcast. I'm like, "Oh, that's what you call it." Yeah, that. yeah. That's what yeah, you call yeah. it. Was, okay. Yeah, sometimes um, <laughs> I sometimes think like I don't know, I don't know who's listening where, but like then again, there's people listening in Turkey, and I start speaking in Turkish. Like, no offense to any Turkish right. listeners, but like, uh, I'm not making allowances for you guys. I'm gonna do it how I do it. Uh, but they're they're just there to get gas. Mom's in the trunk, and uh, Bill is just super friendly. He's becoming one of the residents of paradise at this yeah, point, yeah. and he's willing to like be. He's like, oh, look, can I share something with you guys? I know we've just met, and you're for. You just keep thinking, <laughs> right. oh shit! Like, 
where's this going? Is what he going to tell them say? about the robbery? Yeah. And then he says about the Sarah. About Sarah and the guy whose name we can't remember is her dad. Is it Vinny? Vinny's the dad. Vic. Vic. Vic is the dad. Yeah, Vic's Vic, her dad. Yeah. And the guy in the back has kind of got the face of, oh, shit. Like, right. this is not the father-in-law. Yeah. Well, they share they share pictures of their... He's like, oh, I haven't had a, a picture of a woman in my wallet for years, but I got a picture of my mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's, like, sh- yeah let's, have yeah. A, let's have a look at this chick because they right. obviously want some confirmation that it's, that it's Sarah. He's like, uh, yeah, obviously, yeah, you just said, like, I haven't got a picture of her, but I've got a picture of my mom. And... Is that it? I feel that's a pretty weird thing to do. Like it, it very weird. I think obviously, <laughs> especially especially nowadays, like like right. like I don't know, with yeah with like phones and stuff like that. Like you can, I, yeah. My my mum's on Facebook. I can look at a photo of her whenever I like. Uh, like I don't know. But the, the the age of carrying, you know, you think of the old old films where they open the wallet and it rolls yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. You've got all these pictures of all your family and all he has is a picture of his mom. And he was real quick. Like, yeah, let's show each other our moms. Let's compare. Let's, yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Like top trumps. Like my, my right. mom's really good at cooking <laughs> casserole. And like, What does your mom do? She's really good at yeah, cleaning. Let's talk she's about <laughs> Ten points in cleaning, like yeah, like scores down the back. Do you have top trumps in America? Yeah, yeah, like that. But um, top trumps. They're like um, explain it to they're me. They're like kind of uh, you'll have say like you'll have a card and it will be like muscle cars. Then there'll be like a list of criteria. So it'll be like horsepower and then like um, brake speed and like cool factor, and they'll have a score and then you have to like go through with someone else and you split the deck oh okay yeah we uh we don't have it but i definitely understand it we have so there was something we had in the uh when i was in the service we had what we called challenge coins and you carried like you had different coins for different statuses yeah, yeah. and if somebody ever put one on the bar you would put yours on top of it and say yes this is so it was a, it was a very kind of a uh, mano y mano. Yeah, yeah. It's um, just like a kind you know, of like, status, status like, thing. Like a card game. Yeah, like a kids card game. They do like right. superhero yeah. ones and stuff like that. You can get all all types of that type of shit. But that is besides the point. Um, that was just a little tangent. But this was the mom picture. Yeah, yeah. This is what they this essentially what you're explaining. Whose mom is better? Top Trump, your mom. Um, yeah, and also like Top Trumps probably wouldn't work in America now either. Anyway, and like it's not a game that could be imported. <laughs> right. um, we we don't have a Top Trump. <laughs> That's definitely not something um, we've got going on right now. So yeah, and um, they instantly are like, Vic pulls out a pistol. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna murder this motherfucker. Yeah, right even now. before the. Uh, the reveal, the the reveal of his mum. Like there is, he can hear the banging in the trunk of the car, and they're like, right? They're like, no, we don't hear anything. We've been hearing that all night. Uh, yeah, we've been hearing well, that. It's all his night. explanation. It's He's like, you sure you didn't hear it? It's like boom, 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 boom. <laughs> like, he just vocalizes <laughs> right. the sound. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, he bolts out of the car like as soon as the. The pistols fired. They, they, they swerve a little bit and he just barrel rolls. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Um, and he very quickly meets back up with... Um, 
His brothers. His brothers, yeah. And they in, they head in the straight sleigh. to the bank. Yeah, they're in, they're in the sleigh, aren't they? <laughs> they're yeah, they're yeah. in the fucking sleigh. And he's like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait for me. <laughs> Slow the sleigh down. Slow down fucking Merlin. I, um, we gotta, but, I wrote down here as well, like when he meets back up with them, there's like, this is another moment where it felt like Cage had kind of done something very Cage-esque. And John Lovitz had kind of like gone, I'm going to like match you. But like it right. works so well. It's like it's a moment where he says something, but as he says it, he kind of waves his arm with each word like, we're not going to do that. And then like he kind of res- like Dave responds. He reciprocates. Like, yes, yeah. we are. And even 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 Elvin does yeah, yeah, yeah. it. He's like, now nah, we're going. Yeah. And it kind <laughs> yeah. of felt like, I don't know, like. Yeah, it felt like they were riffing on in that moment. Like it was kind of right because it it just felt such a cage s thing to do. Like uh, I'm not sure. Have you ever seen Vampires Kiss? Oh yes. Like the whole like many times. I wouldn't not once. Like where he kind of does the Macarena. Like uh, he is a he is a he speaks with his hands. Yeah, yeah. He's old, a yeah, lot I, of I the imagine time. That's probably yeah. the Italian in him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the cold yeah, blood, exactly. Yeah, very yeah, deep yeah. in that blood. <laughs> yeah. So they they do decide they're going to go back to the uh, the bank because uh, Bill still has the keys, and they are going to return the money to the and vault. They, they, yeah. They, there's again like when convenient something is brought up. It's oh, if you don't use the right key, the right. bank like. Uh, the the alarm and wouldn't that have off. been uh i maybe it's beyond me i'm not a detective of any sorts but i think that would have still been a crime scene yeah definitely They're, yeah yeah they would they, at least had a man yeah. yeah they would have had a man on the door at least i reckon right that happened that morning they robbed the bank that morning yeah, there's no no yellow uh, tape no no yeah no, no, nothing at all. So, and yes, he does bring up. He says, you know, if you you choose the wrong key, and why that bank, uh, um, why Mister Anderson had so many keys, he looked like the key maker from the Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> yeah. He had <laughs> opened every door. I've got a thousand keys right here. We can get it anywhere we need to go. Uh, and and it just turns out again, dialogue on the nose. He tries the wrong key and boo woo 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 woo. Yeah, you get the uh, all the alarms going off. And but they the the police start to turn up, but they're long gone before the police like like they, these these are the far, like when they're on screen, they're the dim-wittedest, slowest motherfuckers possible. As soon as the camera is not on them, they're fucking out of places like a shot of light. Like I don't know right. what they're doing, but like in the bits we didn't see, like they're fucking zooming places. Like they're out of there, and their plan is um, they do a, a knock and run at a priest's house and just hide behind a wall. Like not not maybe like I don't know, like a cup. Not that it's not that high. Like a two and a half feet. feet. Yeah, two and a half feet. <laughs> like, yeah, if that. And they're just got like. Alvin's got this but they're big they're hat. peeking over they look like fucking Mr. Wilson from Home yeah. Improvement like they're the whole half of their face is up over the wall all three of them yeah and especially they, like, I, I, Alvin's got a hat yeah. on that like doubles the length of his head anyway like <laughs> so like he is like a whole head's height over that fucking wall 
and like right <laughs> but then again like imagine if you i opened my door and saw like two hundred and seventy thousand dollars like on the porch i wouldn't really be looking i, don't, I probably would look around to see like someone has just knocked the door they've can't have gone that far. And he only and they never really showed what he wrote because they left a note with it, but they never really gave an explanation yeah. of what he had written on that card that he left with the money. Yeah, a- but he said, "Just I don't know, give this back to the bank, fucking feed Oliver." <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, do, do what you got. Yeah, the- yeah, like yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I've recently watched. Um, the Keepers on Netflix. Have you seen that documentary series? Oh, I heard you talking about it. I haven't seen it yet, but I've seen it. Uh, I just finished watching Ozark on Netflix, yeah. which is really good. Jason Bateman, man. Yeah, but um, that's, that's my guy. Yeah, I was going to make a really horrible joke about Catholics, but I'm gonna, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll stay clear for that. I I, I, I've listened to a lot of George Carlin in my life. You're not going to offend. No, no, no. Me. I just meant like I just thinking. I'm already going to have the John Lovitz fan club after me. I don't want the Catholic Church after me as well, especially after watching that documentary. You're going to get blocked on Twitter by the Pope. <laughs> that that's something to aim for. Um, right it's my life goal and then this is a moment like i thought this film was coming to a close uh but Mm -hmm. it's like return of the king we're gonna chuck you in a couple of more twists and turns like right um we got we got another 45 minutes brother (laughs) yeah so ed and clovis appear from i don't they've kind of been trailing them a bit more and they kidnap them because they believe that, yeah, they still believe that the Andersons have something to do with the bank robbery and that they're all in cahoots. But, but I never really understood Ed and Clovis kept saying they got our money. Like, But they never explained if Ed and Clovis had planned to rob the bank. But they, they mentioned it a couple times like they got our money. They got our money. I think it's like we gotta go get they're it. deputized for some peculiar reason. Like... Unreason, but they did make the handicapped son a like a sheriff mounted. Yeah, yeah, so, so I guess yeah, they yeah. just they give them badges away. Like fucking, here you go, yeah, 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 here yeah, you like, go, <laughs> like Take prizes them. in fucking cereal boxes, <laughs> right? And um, the police are trailing Clovis and Ed, and they're reading out the number plate, which is an amazing like turn from richard jenkins and man did did they ride that joke for a long time <laughs> duh <laughs> duh <laughs> um, um, yeah so it, yeah it was richard jenkins that was behind him and he's like we got these because he was calling it the entire time he's like these two idiots are somehow connected yeah, yeah, yeah. to everything that's going on so he was following them and like the fbi are like planning a sting because they're like they're all going to this house um Obviously, their plan is to go in. When they arrive, the mobsters have not just got the mum hostage. They've got the Andersons hostage. Um, They've got... There's a guy sat on the couch in a onesie. I'm not sure if we'd seen him at all in the film before. I don't think we have, because I wrote that down. Yeah. I don't know who Some he like was. Some hillbilly-looking motherfucker. Like, your right. stereotypical, like, kind of... that The classic, like cowboy Del- long like red long johns like i i guess there was a bum flap involved like <laughs> right at the back um but yeah they kind of say to the mobsters like well there's no money like 
and they, ex- they there's nothing here. Yeah, we ex- they they, they, kind of- they storm the Andersons' house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they yeah. They, I mean, they kick the door in like gangbusters, <laughs> and they're just <laughs> they're they're in there doing it. And you're right. There's at least ten people in that room. Yeah. It seems like the is the um the cashier from the diners there as well for some reason, like yeah, like the, she was. That's just like again, like I don't know what the fuck is happening in this town. Just people are turned up left, right, and center. But like, yeah, and I thought that guy Shelley was weird. upstairs. I think was still upstairs. She she didn't come down for a little bit. She was uh, just hanging out upstairs. Yeah, and then, I can't um, remember if she was there the entire time. It kind of transpires that, like, again, there's another grand reveal that Dave's a liar. Like, it's revealed to the mum that there was no sick friend or anything like that. And I actually wrote that down um, when Bill comes in and he gives this great performance of, Ma, what are you doing here, Ma? He's he's all over the place, like reaching out to her, like trying to grab onto his mother who's across the room and all of this crazy horseshit that's going on. Uh, But yes, it is revealed that Dave um, is a piece of shit. Yeah. And um, then our, our, yeah, previously mentioned hillbilly, like springs into action. No, you know what? That was the sheriff's kid. Oh, that was the sheriff's kid. Now that I remember it, okay, going back to it, yeah, that was the sheriff. But I don't remember how he got there. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why. He's why there he pajamas. was there? Like, right? <laughs> yeah, honestly, though, that kind of human being is probably ninety percent of the time in his pajamas, yeah, yeah. walking around fucking Walmart. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Picking up fucking Pokemon cards. Another brilliant um, uh, moment we forgot to mention at like, the beginning of like when they come into the uh, Anderson's house is when uh, Clovis sits on the organ. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it kind of like lets out like a kind of like proper he's like horror like <laughs> Yeah. Dun dun dun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, super heavy. It's amazing. Uh, and um but yeah finally the sun springs into action like karate like karate chops one of the guys and then shoots the other no he i think he hits he hits the one guy with the pistol he butts him with the pistol and then he shoots the other guy and i own a lot of handguns i know what they all can do not one of them can launch a human being nine feet out of fucking bay window (laughs) into the front yard but good for him good for him for doing it (laughs) Uh, but he does, and he even looks at the gun like, what did I do? He's kind of looking at it like, this is crazy. I can't believe I did that. Um, and then the F- the FBI come in and like storm the fucking place like it's going down. Like, um, And they just arrest everyone. They're like, fuck it. We're, gonna, we're not going to take right. any, like, any chances. Take them like, all of these people are implicated. Like... And they've got the guy in the yard, at least 12 guns drawn yeah, on yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, And he has you a get, You get this. He says, like, yeah. oh, do you guys want to put a gun in my face? Like, right. And there's all these guns. I mean, he looks like the poster of John Wick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just guns. Yeah, guns everywhere around his face. Um, and then when they all arrive at the police station, they've all been arrested. That is when Sarah arrives. Oh, no, Sarah is visiting the priest 
explains his side of the story about how the money just turned up on his doorstep and he doesn't really know what's happened but is kind of he shows up with the money in a cardboard box yeah because uh, <laughs> the um, FBI agent asks um, Mrs. Anderson if she recognizes the like the free jet like the free gentleman. She's like, well, no, I don't. Um, they had ski masks on, and right a point that they had made earlier was in the car they had pulled out of the river. They had found free ski masks, and. Ed and Clovis say, like, those are definitely the guys who did it because they stole, well, they came in and bought... From the store. Free ski masks from the store. And this is when, like, possibly Alvin is their saving grace, in a way, with his kleptomania, because Richard Jenkins, like, it's kind of, he's, yeah, where, where are those free ski masks then? And he kind of very slowly, very drawn out, like, pulls out one, then another, and then leaves, lingers for a moment, and then pulls out a third, and is like, see. He looks like Chris Angel on the Vegas yeah, Strip. Yeah, yeah. He's just <laughs> Moret pulling masks out of everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And um, Sarah stands up, like, comes in, stands up for them, and gives them an alibi and says, well, they couldn't have been robbing the bank because they're out Christmas shopping with me, and then all of a sudden, all of the people, all of like the townspeople, are like, yeah, I saw them, I right. saw them, I saw them, and uh, it's a Christmas miracle. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, you mentioned everybody the priest. saw them. Um, I said, I've just written down on my notes, what a hat! His hat is right. That is amazing. I just want, I want one of those hats, like. It, it was almost like they lived in a town of, like, Santa's workshop. They were all elves with these huge, yeah, yeah, yeah. pointy fucking hats well, that, on. The hat kind of reminded me of, uh, like, coming to America. There's, like, a lot of those hats. Like, oh, yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? Like, almost like traditionally, uh, Africa, like, yeah, like an African prince's hat or something like that. <laughs> right. Like, uh, and then, yeah, I've, again, here I've written down Richard Jenkins is an amazing comedy actor. Like,. His timing yeah, is beautiful. This, and especially like losing his shit, like this and Step Brothers. Like he plays a man like pushed to the edge, of, right? Like what what someone should be put through. Amazingly, like uh, he he knows, like he knows in his heart that these guys did this thing, but he also understands within the the confines and the thresholds of the law, there's nothing he can do about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he delivers that great line. He's like, "You boys better clean your act up. You better not do this yeah, again, you not son. Screw because up again. <laughs> yeah. like, you've been given a lucky break here. Like all these people are vouching for you. Don't mess it up." And they're like, "They they they even admit to it because they're like, we won't <laughs> like, right? And then <laughs> we're done. And then we get the next day. The mum says how she's proud of them." And they're ready to take their bus out of town. Sarah has come to say goodbye. Um, and her and... Uh, Bill. Bill. Sorry, I've, I've chatting no, you're this good. long and I fucking forgot his name. <laughs> I know, right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, she comes to talk to Bill and he's like, oh, maybe I could live in a town like this. And it's like, oh, maybe this town. You, maybe you could live in this yeah, yeah. one. <laughs> because, yeah. <laughs> and he's like talking about like, like his grand plans of being a manager of a restaurant and then just giving away a load of stuff for free. The tips. <laughs> giving her the tips. I can could, I could pay your rent with my tips. <laughs> Yeah, sure you can, until your fucking ass is on welfare, because... <laughs> and he has his plan, um, well, his plan from earlier paid off, because he got the kiss that he so desperately yes. desired. Um, and she gives it to him. Yeah. He doesn't execute the kiss, she lays exactly. it on him. he's not perving about which was anymore. Good. Um, right. And <laughs> Creepy eyes through the literally cemetery Literally, the gate. sight of him getting a kiss spurs them, spurs the mum on to just essentially tell the boss we're getting out of here he's staying here she taps it yeah she taps it on the front and then delivers one of the weirdest lines in the entire film when she looks at her two sons and says well i always known you two were attracted to each other or something along the and i was like she says she says like bill's staying here because he's got a girlfriend and like I'm not sure when just kissing someone meant that was it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, right. They have known each other not even 24 hours. And all of, like, they, yeah, he's now living there. But no, she's. And he's, he's staying. When are you two guys going to get, uh, like, partners or something? Like, not a something. term that is like, and yeah. And then Alvin says, oh, we're not attracted to each other. Like,. And they both laugh weird for a minute. But why would she say that to sons? Those are both. Uh, If my mom ever said to me and my brother, like, hey, when are you two going to get together? What the fuck, mom? (laughs) Like, this is fucking really weird. What you're doing right now? You're you're really creeping me out. And then they, um, (laughs) then they just like, they leave town. And yeah, I've written down in my notes for the ending because it's kind of Bill and Sarah walking off like, to, down Main Street to live their life in paradise. Yeah. Um, but why is how is that just acceptable? Do you know what I mean? Like it's not. I imagine he's, no, there was no plans or no arrangements made of like a U-Haul to like transport his stuff. There was no. Where's like, he gonna live? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, like what if it goes? I kind of want to see like uh, just just an added like scene just at the end of the credits of like two weeks later and it's like him sat on the sofa like he hasn't bothered to get a job and her just going it's not working out get the fuck out (laughs) and then they're like you need to get out of paradise right now yeah 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 (laughs) and he's like back to the bronx (laughs) um right you fucking bum (laughs) all you bronx boys are bums um and then that is that is it that yeah. is the fucking film. Then, um, a question, yeah, I uh, uh, always ask people is, would you watch this again? So this is one, uh, when I, as soon as I was done with it, um, I immediately thought no. But after talking through it all again, I'm like, you know what? It's, I feel like it's a, I don't want to say stupid, but it's a cheesy Christmas film. Yeah, it, it is something that, yeah, I could watch around Christmas. 
you know, you see all these Hallmark movies and Lifetime and yeah, yeah. these ridiculous Christmas films. I feel like this is that, but now I could go back and laugh at the jokes a little bit more or the crazy cage yeah, in this movie. Yeah. I, I could said, laugh at it a little I, bit I more. I said to my girlfriend, like, I think this one could slip into like the kind of, alter- like we kind of have like a alternative like Christmas watching, like stuff that's not necessarily right. so mainstream, like say every year, like die hard and die hard two is going on without a shadow of a doubt like because they're right. christmas movies <laughs> despite what anyone says um, and i mean i argue like bob clark's 76 black christmas is one of my my favorite films it's a horror film but it's a great christmas yeah, film uh, enough- but this one i feel like i could this i don't want to say it's the same caliber as home alone but if i had never seen home alone as a child if i didn't have those fond memories of home alone and I would almost compare this to something like that. It's ridiculous. Rate, it's over the what top. What rating is this film? And, uh, I have no idea. I didn't look. I took your advice. I didn't look at IMDb. No. I didn't look at any trailers. Uh, I didn't look at Rotten Tomatoes. If I was going to rate it, I would... I mean, I'd give it like a five, No, I meant nine, like, um, like six? Uh, age rating. Like, is it a... Oh, I, I mean, I would say... Well, the mom was dropping a lot of F-bombs. But this was ninety four. They might have got away with PG thirteen. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what your is your rating system the same as ours? No, ours is slightly different. Uh, we have a twelve, a fifteen, and an eighteen. Okay. And then we have PG so you, and a U below twelve. Um, so U is like youth, like our equivalent of G, like general audience. Anybody yeah, can yeah, go. Yeah, like universal. See it. Okay, yeah, yeah. and then PG right. is like. There could be like Wayne's World would be a PG here. Okay, and then All right. you kind of have twelve. Fifteen would be like our or twelve would be like our PG thirteen. Yeah, I would uh, assume. Well, yeah, the it's called like in cinemas it's different. It's a twelve A, so it's like twelve if you're going on your own, but if you're going with an adult, you can go at a younger age depending on like as long as you're a company like how your r works with if you go with someone over 17 right any kid can watch the exorcist in cinema which like blows (laughs) my mind (laughs) um yeah um so like yeah i kind of find that weird thing like i remember the the like when i first saw like an 18 at the cinema like because i don't know i kind of yeah i kind of i don't know yeah, I feel sorry for like America, but in that way, like it meant so much more to me. I remember seeing. Then again, I think my first eighteen at the cinema was um, Jackass or something like that, and my I got my mum to buy me tickets because I'm that cool. <laughs> nice, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, like now this. Let me see what this one. Uh, I gotta swore it was. I had it. Uh, PG thirteen over here. Oh, amazing! So I don't know what it is um, on your side of the pond, but that would I could have swore there was a lot more f bombs by the mom yeah, though. Definitely, yeah, I thought, I, I thought I, it was I, a bit like, yeah, she was saying fuck this and <laughs> fuck that, and you're fucking idiots, both of you. Well, maybe that's all version. But overall, it. yeah, I would. I mean, I would. I would go back to it. I, I think yeah, I will watch I'm, it again. I'm, I'm any listeners, I'd recommend this. Like, maybe don't watch it um, on the second of August. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> maybe watch right. it like in the in the late November, 
um, early December. Early December, yeah, mid to late December bracket with with shit like uh, you know Christmas Vacation or Christmas with the Cranks. Yeah, um, yeah, this is this. I think holds up with a lot of you those. You want to start off light. You want to have this. You know, then like you want to like another another like alternative Christmas film. I love is Lethal Weapon. I'm not sure what your your views are on that being a Christmas film. It is so. I've I've got unique views. So Phil and I, um, anyone who's listened to our show for a while, we argue Die Hard all the time, and I think Christmas for me, um, like one of my favorite Christmas films is Gremlins. Yep. And and I think it it it's not so much the actual story or the context; it's the aesthetic of the film that makes it a Christmas film. Yeah, is the world experiencing Christmas while the events are taking place? That makes it a Christmas. Yeah, film. I um I I listened to an interview with uh, Shane Black, the like uh, director and writer. Oh, I love Shane Black. And like, yeah, he said like because obviously that's a running theme throughout his films, like. Christmas is a big part of it. Obviously, I think he has a writing credit on Die Hard and um, Leaf Weapon, uh, even Iron Man Three, and like the Nice Guys. I think there's a reference to Christmas at the end. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is like at Christmas time. Just all of them, and he said like the reason he always does that is everything is like people are a lot more uh, that just that touch more jollier at Christmas. So it makes right. the sad people that bit more sadder and it kind of, the tensions are higher around Christmas because it's supposed to be that time to be with the family and like like John McClane, like he wants to get back to, he just wants to be there to see his family. So if this shit was happening, I don't know, on August the 2nd, it wouldn't have as much like, heft as it the was impact yeah, like christmas right. eve it's like fuck his kids want to open their christmas <laughs> presents <Right. laughs> um yeah but yeah that's this is definitely yeah it's definitely going to go in the christmas film roster um absolutely i think i think it's one that i will go back to again and uh was it, it's goofy it's silly but it is a good holiday film yeah um right so You've heard what me and Joe have to say about the film. Let's see what the lovely people on the internet have to say. I have two scores in front of me, which are IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Do you have any scores in front of you, Joe? No worries if you don't. I don't. I I stayed away from it. I was going to let you do your thing, so lay it on me. No worries. If you were to guess... An IMDb score out of 10, what would you go for? I would probably between 4, 9, and 5, 3. 5.9 out of 10. Real? Okay. I like that. Yeah. Uh, The Rotten Tomatoes, however, is a bit more surprising. Um, With, yeah, (laughs) would you reckon, is this going to be like. Higher or lower? Like obviously, I want to say I, I I'm hope I'm optimistic that it's on the high side. Ten percent higher than the five. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> yep, this film got ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Fuck, that's rough. Yeah. Whew. 
Yeah, that's ten per. That seems a bit brutal. Yeah, yeah. This movie wasn't that bad. Maybe a lot of like handicapped charities have gone after it. Like <laughs> that would make a lot of sense. Um, you can't say retard so yeah, many exactly. times in a movie. In a PG thirteen, like what? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, that's uh, man, that's fucking nuts. Like ten percent. That that's a huge delta in between those two scores, yeah. though. Like you figure a five nine is just about sixty percent. I think that's fair. For this film but 10 percent that means you have failed beyond failing yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, you, I would yeah. like to see other films that are far worse than this that have got better scores but i don't know i think the emoji movie hit six percent on yeah oh god yeah which is rough oh, well um oh fuck oh i was gonna go watch that as well don't think so um Nah, I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, TJ Miller, you left Silicon Valley for this. Fuck. Right. (laughs) Um, He's just like, give me Deadpool. How many Deadpool movies can I be in? Fuck's sake. Um, Well, um, this has been amazing, Joe, to chat. Yeah, man. Thank you um, so much. Uh, Again, just a a huge fan of your show and what you're out there doing. And I'm truly honored to be uh, brought on as a guest. I was actually listening to you guys, like, whilst I was having a cigarette just before chatting to you, and I'll finish the episode probably now, so it's been amazing. Yeah, we're, uh, yeah, if you if you get a chance, if you don't mind me plugging the show, um, those Movie Guys podcasts, man, we, we take the view that every movie is somebody's favorite. Definitely. And... Yeah, we, we try to give you a movie show that is, um... A lot of movie shows are they're very pompous and I don't like people looking down at other people for any reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like we just yeah, we just want to say, hey, movies are great. Fucking it's an awesome art form. Let's celebrate it. So that's who we are. You can find us anywhere. Anywhere <laughs> you can get a podcast. I even put our shit on what's A-cast. that uh app you Acast just for you. Thank you. You man. said, Hey man, you gotta you gotta throw this shit on Acast. Um, so hopefully we can uh, chat with some more people from across the pond, man. It's yeah, uh, man. it's an amazing world we live in. This this connection that we make through podcasting has been almost mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a really cool, really say, cool community. Like, people should listen to your show because you two are very weird in the fact that you have a love for. Um, a Serbian movie and solo. <laughs> um, you're a couple of yeah. freaks, and uh, that's what that's what makes the show so great. We are, but again, thank you, my friend. Uh, genuinely appreciate it, man. Thanks for having no me. No worries. On. Um, if you would care to join me in my famous, well, not famous, but like signature goodbye. Um, I've been Petrus Patsilavus. I've been Joe Merle. We've been caged in. You've been rad. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com slash covered. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Kyler Tsinas. I'm Khaled Sinas, and I have been training a global community of women since 2009. I've created a brand new podcast, Sweat Daily, to help you level up your life and reach your health and well-being goals. From fitness tips to food that fuels you, meditation to motivation, we've got you covered. Sweat Daily, the happiest, healthiest, and most confident version of you awaits. Available on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pontrol Cinecast, Caged In Copa Connections, A Droop Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.